If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. And welcome, Bravehearts. Uh, you're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. Uh, you're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're going to talk about dreams and the great dream of Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, the inspiration for today's show, the, the great speech, I Have a Dream. Uh, connect with us, uh, go to our sponsor website, and that's braveheartsforkids.org. Uh, you can also check out uh, spotlighthope.org. That's the flagship program of the Brave Hearts for Kids organization. And, uh, of course, nationaldaycalendar.com. And a uh, great uh, uh, supporter of uh, Brave Hearts for Kids, the National Day Calendar. And, uh, of course, if you go to a National Day calendar, you will see that it is, uh, in fact, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org, and be sure to connect with us on social media, too. You can like and follow us on Facebook at Bravehearts for Kids Facebook, and then connect with me on LinkedIn. And what we've been doing is setting up some some great uh, uh, connections, uh, mostly, many through LinkedIn, and uh Setting those up with the uh, ideas that uh, are are uh, things that inspire you, um, things that um, really light your fire, and um, that's going to be and that is uh, getting to be the the subject of programs in the future. Today, our guest is Sherry Sarver Johnson. She's the chairperson of the board of the Brave Hearts for Kids uh, Pediatric Cancer Charity. And uh, she refers to herself as the mad scientist, uh, mad for make a difference. Uh, welcome, Sherry. Thank you. It's, it's great all, to be here. It's always good to it's always good to have you on the show. Uh, you know, the last couple of weeks I had uh, uh, the, the the show I did solo, and you know I don't usually run out of things to say. Um, but I, I find there's a lot less pressure if I've got somebody to talk with, you know. You bounce off each other. A That's little right. Bit. Yeah, yeah it's always good. Yeah, and and you and I, you know, we uh, we we uh, we bounce pretty well in our conversations. I think we. This is true. Remember, uh, you know, for years I know we've been we've been saying, wow, we got we should rec- we should be recording this. And, yeah, all uh, those pearls of wisdom that were just. <laughs> Went to the wind. Yeah, yes. you know, it's and it's like one of those uh, one of those stories about how things are uh, running in the background in your computer program in your mind, right? And, it, yeah. Uh, you know, so so today I have a dream, and and you know when I when I set up the studio, I've got I've got uh, four segments of the show. I've got you know the first segment uh, usually starts with a story, and then the second segment uh, often has something about uh, retreats and. And uh, summits and things like that that we're working toward. And um, uh, the third segment, we talk about the national day and what national day it is and all that. And then the fourth segment, of course, we wrap things up. And then I always, I, I've always had this book uh, on the shelf next to the microphone. Uh, and it's the, uh, the, the greatest speeches of all time. 
Yes. Actually, yeah. the the uh, was the, on our coffee table. Yeah, for a it, yeah, and yeah, I swiped it from the coffee table. Right. <laughs> it's speeches that changed the world, and on the on the cover is a picture of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And I'm not sure which speech this is. It looks like he's indoors at, for this one because there's uh, there's uh, you know some uh, some uh, backlight of windows there. But the, you know the I have a dream speech is one of the one of the great speeches of all time and i've heard i've heard i've heard that you know that that it's it's um you know it's it's right up there with the sermon on the mount and the gettysburg mm-hmm. address as as you know the the greatest orations mm-hmm. of all time and it's uh, you know the 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 setting was you know it was amazing you know there was i don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people were were there at um, the Lincoln Memorial. It was in August of 1963. So, you know that's uh, that's prehistory for 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 you and for many of our listeners. That's that must seem like a long, long time ago. But I remember, I remember as a as a little kid, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I remember in second grade, um, living in Pennsylvania, 1968. Uh, in April of of, uh, of 1968, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. He was he was shot and killed, and that was that was something we uh, I remember writing an essay about that as a second grader, and uh, you know on that uh, that long that lined mm-hmm. paper that had the, uh, the 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 dashes in between the the lines so that you'd make your letters the right size. Mm-hmm. But you know at that we were learning about the idea of. Of uh, uh, that I have a dream, and Dr. Martin Luther King, and uh, the, the the class that um, that I that I had in second grade, the the group of kids was uh, they you know they were literally from all over, and we lived right next to campus. So uh, the kids that went to the school that I went to, their their parents for the most part were were students, and mm-hmm. and so they you know they were from uh, they were from all over the country and all over the world, literally, and. Uh, like to, I wonder if it'd be possible to. That's you know, really neat that you remember that day. So, do you remember what you wrote about? And I, I, I remember. Essay? You know, I, the the thing that I that I remember, uh, and I don't know that this is uh, that this is a you know a, a a great literary thing, but one of the vocabulary words that we had was caisson. as a C A I S S O N, I think. And uh, I remember in I, I think I closed my my it's a pretty essay. Good word for second grade. Yeah, yeah. It's a his his funeral was not a caisson, and if I if I remember, uh, a caisson is like a military march. Um, mm. Gosh, you know, it's a, it's really ridiculous. I'm not as smart as I was as a second grader, apparently, because uh, you know whatever the word, you know that. But that was something that. Um, did you uh, well? Did you have a sense of the the magnitude of? Of his mission, or was it just kind of like you just realized everybody else thought something was important? You know, lo- looking back as you know, as as a little kid, as a second grader, no, and I didn't really. And and I and I, I also remember that um, uh, on the uh, on the day we left Pennsylvania, because Dad was a grad student, we we were moving back to North Dakota after the school year was out, and the day we left was the day that uh, uh, Bobby Kennedy was 
was assassinated. Mm-hmm. So on the on the trip back Pittsburgh and Cleveland and you know across Ohio and and uh, uh, you know all the way back to North Dakota as we drove there we picked, had newspapers uh, with the uh, with the story about that and there wasn't the same kind of news coverage that we have now. You know there would have mm-hmm. probably been. Uh, you know, if there were reports on the on the hour, but that had happened uh, in at, at, you know overnight in California, and then uh, you know we we were we were driving you know, but mm-hmm. and, you know and and then I think of the you know there was a song that uh, uh, that you probably remember it was uh, Abraham Martin and John, and uh, you know who it's, did that? I I don't remember who did I I was I was uh, I had actually planned on looking that up before the show started because I often I often think hey maybe somebody will call in there you know that uh, yeah. that remembers that but it's that it's the song um, uh, you know it starts out uh, it uh, have anybody here seen my old friend oh, yeah, Abraham yeah, yeah I've heard um, that I, I, you know, I don't know who does it and uh, you know it's one of those one of those folk songs from that mm-hmm. time and I think it was probably you know and it was my, and anybody here seen my old friend John anybody here seen mm-hmm. my old friend Martin and then Bobby and and uh, uh, and um, it was uh, oh man it was the, that's that was that that's still a, a real touching. Uh, song because th- there was the the idea that he freed a lot of people, mm-hmm. but then the the good they die young, and the the day before uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, uh, he gave uh, the fin- his final uh, public speech was in April of uh, 1968, and that was uh, sometimes people refer to that as I- I've been to the mountain speech, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I know it's I so know, hard it's, to talk about oh, this. Like I get so you know, choked up. Yeah, I do. I just get I, I get choked up thinking about that. And and his his sense of who he was, uh, not just as a man, but in the eternal sense. Um, uh, and uh, uh, and and I, I I later found that um, uh, he was inspired by many people that, uh, that that we know as as inspirational figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gandhi, you know. Uh, the, well, uh, just. You mentioned that he was inspired by people. Uh, I remember when his wife passed away uh, in mm-hmm. 2006, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And I never really knew that much about his wife. Um, I'm talking about Martin, Martin Luther King, Ma- Martin yeah. Luther uh-huh. King's wife. And um, she was just as incredible and really a big reason why he got into the social movement that he did and mm-hmm. became such a proponent of the freedom and equality. And when you read the, her story and even her family's story, yeah. it's just so moving. Oh, she's remar- remarkable. I, I, you know, you just reminded me of the idea that a lot, a lot of times uh, uh, I'll, I'll be together with uh, with uh, an- another one of the guys that I know and and uh, and I was thinking I'd, I might say... Uh, uh, I've, I've often used the term "we we married well," you know, and uh, mar- or married up or something like that. And people say, "Well, you really married up," um, and and I think uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. might might say the very same thing that he uh, he he did really well, and his wife was a tremendous inspiration yeah. to him. Well, you know well, that happens a lot. You know, the 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 dreamers, the 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 guys that get credit, like Einstein. You know, gets a lot of credit. <laughs> it was like somebody else did the math for him, right? Something <laughs> like that. Uh, but. Uh, Coretta Scott, her her dad was such a proponent of the unconditional love mm-hmm. and loving your enemy. Yeah. Very, very moving. 
Yeah. Well, you know, the, we say uh, Gandhi was a a, a predecessor, or a, a, a thought leader for Martin Luther King Jr. and the the peaceful, the pacifist part of the movement. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he he also had uh, he 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 had. Um, uh, I remember there was something that I read where he 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 wasn't uh, he was just. Um, I don't know if, if aggravated would be the right word, but um, maybe mystified by the by the moderate that that was like, oh, just wait, just wait, things will happen in their time. And he said, he said, you can't, you can't uh, gate, you know, how did he put it? You can't gauge the freedom of another man. You can't set the timetable for the freedom. Mm-hmm. It should be freedom should be now. And you know, I think of the 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 uh, uh, the quote that I got. I uh, remember from James Garfield, you know, way back in the 1880s. And Garfield was part of the abolitionist party mm-hmm. back then, you know. And and he um, he said something about how he he wanted to he he wanted equality uh, born out of respect and not pity. And I thought, wow, that's really phenomenal because uh, r- equality. Born out of respect is something it, th- that is equality, uh, mm-hmm. and in a sense of pity, is there, there's no there's not a chance for equality there in in my mind because to pity someone means that you if you have a sense of superiority to right. them, and that you know that just doesn't make sense. So the sense of equality, uh, and you know, e- um, uh, born out of respect, man, that is that's really the the key to uh, mm-hmm. the, the key to that, isn't it? And I, I hope we're moving closer to that time when we're going to feel that for each other across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really humbling to feel to feel the feeling. Well, we you know we talk about that on the show a lot. You know the idea that uh, that we we live in the best time in the history of the world, the best place in the history of the world, and and things are great, and they're and they're getting better, and they're getting better fast, and it's exciting to watch it happen. But more than that, it's it's exhilarating to be part of making it happen, and that's what we're doing with this show: is finding you know finding the stories of the brave hearts, mm-hmm. and uh, it's you know it's uh, on the on the radio, you know on the radio. Do you do you, what, you you hear someone's voice and you say, well, he's uh, he's he's this kind of person mm-hmm. or that kind of person or or a man or a woman or something like that? Uh, there's I don't know if there's a sense of equality. I, I always mm-hmm. wondered if Stevie Wonder uh, had uh, had any idea why people might be prejudiced against him. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know a blind man says you're, you're you know and says people would be prejudiced against you because of your color. And it's like you know to a blind man, what is color? And yeah. I want it, I don't I don't know if someone ha- had sight and lost it there'd be a, there'd be one thing but if you ha- never had sight you know I don't I don't know the answer to that if you never had sight would you uh, would you in fact um, p- have pictures in your mind mm-hmm. I don't know do, well going back you? to what you said about um, you know the complacent idea of freedom will happen when it happens we have to continue to realize that we still have a ways to go. And that not everybody gets to enjoy what we do. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So I don't know how much more time we have in this segment, but uh, to be able to be able to stand up, to be courageous, to love our enemies, even when you're in a situation where it's not even legal to do that or to, legal to do 
the things that we take for granted in sense of having you know free access to things yeah i can't even imagine that and yeah and that's what martin luther king did well, he, you know, he he definitely pushed things in the in the right mm-hmm. direction, and uh, I think we can all be grateful for that. Right. Um, I mean, he pushed freedom for everyone. Absolutely. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. Because freedom is is yeah, freedom is mm-hmm. for everyone. You know, go back to the. Yeah. The, I mean, there was a time in this country mm-hmm. when only six percent of the people could vote, and still we were considered a. Yeah, that was the a that democracy. Was a democracy. Yeah, that's you know, right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and, when you think of it in that perspective. It, it's uh, it's pretty yeah. amazing and also humbling to realize that we're the recipient of those We're the benefactors of the life. Yeah. yeah, but Abraham Lincoln, I remember uh, looking that up, and Abraham Lincoln was elected with 1.8 million votes. Uh, in the popular vote, and you know that you know, I mean, the population of the country was a lot less, but they're just a tiny fraction of the people that were able to vote. And what was it, um, men that owned land? Owned land. That's it. You know? yeah. So. I don't know if I'd, I've never been qualified to vote. Well, I don't know. They had a house. but <laughs> <laughs> How know. much land do you yeah, have to have? Yeah, how much <laughs> land. That's right. That's like, yeah, you, how many acres yeah. qualifies? Wow. Well, we, see, we seem to be doing pretty well, well with, our, with uh, our time here. Books, so. you know, today, just kind of thinking back on, on uh, the life and the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King, Something I didn't realize is that he graduated when he was 19 years old from college. He did? Yes, he did. Wow, how about that? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, let's see. Who else do I know that did that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be you. Uh, wow, that's... Uh, what, where, where did he... Uh, where, he went where, to Morehouse, uh, Morehouse College. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and he started at the age of 15. Okay. And he graduated at 19 with wow. a bachelor's in... Sociology, yeah. huh? Okay. Well, he went on to get his um, theology degree. Uh, some other facts that are interesting. Today, over 700 streets in the United States are named after Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, there's um, Martin Luther King Jr. Way, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's one such street on in an, almost every major city. There is a quote that I don't know if I can keep from crying actually from choking up here to read it I should probably give it to you to read but um, it's it's Robert F. Kennedy oh yeah it's this one right here I apologize I've been reading this and it just it's been you want me to read that one <laughs> I'm, I'm like a puddle of of tears at this point well you know it's interesting because uh, um, if, if you know, Robert Kennedy um was was killed only about two months after yeah. Martin Luther King, so this quote would have had to come from that spring. Uh, I'm going to read that. I'm going to read that anyway. Then, okay. okay. Uh, we can move in that direction as a country in greater polarization: black people amongst blacks and white amongst whites, filled with hatred toward one another. Or we can make an effort, as Martin Luther King Jr. did, to understand and to comprehend and replace that violence, that strain of that stain of bloodshed that has spread across our land with an effort to understand, compassion, and love. What we need in the United States is not division. What we need in the United States is not hatred. What we need in the United States is not violence and lawlessness, but is love and wisdom and compassion toward one another and a feeling of justice toward those who still suffer within our country, whether they be white or whether they be black. 
Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah, good. Uh, wow, uh, you know, it's uh, sometimes we we look at the uh, at the um, at a, at a quote and we say, "My goodness, things haven't changed, have they?" Um, well, they change. What is that quote? <laughs> the more. The things, more things change, change they stay the, the more same. They stay yeah, the same. I mean, yeah. because as we change, we still have those underlying currents of human nature yeah. that we're all striving to overcome. So it reminds me, of, you know, a, a few weeks ago we we had a quote from uh, Socrates, you know, about the uh, about children, and you know, it's yeah. like and, and it sounded sounded like uh, you know the the uh, the things that people say now. I wanted to read this quote. I really like it. Mm-hmm. It says, and this is a, a Dr. Martin Luther King quote, jun- uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. quote. Mm-hmm. It says, courage is an inner resolution to go forward despite obstacles. Cowardice is submissive surrender to the circumstances. Courage breeds creativity. Cowardice represses fear and is mastered by it. Cowardice asks the question, is it safe? Expediency asks the question, is it politic? Vanity asks the question, is it popular? But conscience asks the question, is it right? And there comes a time when we must take a position that is neither safe, nor politic, nor popular, but one must take it because it is right. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. I think uh, it's about time for us to go to a break here. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna fade out, and we'll be back uh, again with you uh, with Sherry Sarver Johnson, the Mad Scientist, Mad for Make a Difference. On the other side of sixty seconds, stick with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian 
His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about the great dream of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, in the speech, I Have a Dream. And connect with us. If you want to connect with Brave Hearts for Kids, uh, connect with us on uh, our sponsor web website, braveheartsforkids.org. And then uh, also please check out uh, spotlighthope.org. Give us your feedback on that. Spotlight Hope is the uh, resource guide that connects families with things that can help them when they are in a time of crisis, when their child is sick and has cancer. Um, get a lot of good feedback on that. Nationaldaycalendar.com. And... Uh, uh, always try to, to uh, take a look at the National Day. Of course, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, uh, national holiday today. Uh, in addition, it's Butter Crunch Day, hmm. Cheese Lovers Day, and Disc Jockey Day. Well, how about that? We've got um, got some uh, some big national days going here. And if you'd like to connect with me, uh, please make a point. Uh, connect with me on uh, on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, you can connect with uh, Bravehearts uh, on Facebook, Bravehearts for Kids. Check us out there. Today, my guest is uh, Sherry Sarver Johnson. She's the uh, chairperson of the board of Bravehearts for Kids, the mad scientist, and the mad for make a difference. And, you know, that's, um, oh, mad is uh, it's one of those words that uh, it's you can be angry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can be angry or uh, just crazy, you know, and and or I you think you can be you can have mad skills. That's you know, mad, mad skills. Mad yes. skills. Okay, so yeah. there's a, a whole different thing. So I think that there's a there's a, I'm, I I don't see uh, you know when we think about I have a dream, uh, and and the peaceful uh, uh, emphasis of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. There wasn't anger. There, he, he was not someone that you think of as angry, right? Mm-hmm. He's just not not angry, mm-hmm. not not um, not mad. But well, but, I think he saw that every every person, whether they were the one that was the oppressor or they were the one being oppressed, was really was being was a victim in a way mm-hmm. of a thinking pattern that had been handed down to us, mm-hmm. and and that kind of compassion for both parties is what it takes, I believe for real change to happen because human beings as we we think well somebody's to blame mm-hmm. and we want to find out where to put the blame um, but it's it's truly extraordinary when somebody comes on the scene and they're not trying to blame anybody they're just saying this is the system that we're all in mm-hmm. how do we get out of it how do we go from here how do we go higher yeah and he really you know from the speeches i've read and things i've seen and this is why it just shakes me to my core he came from that place of unity, you know. Mm-hmm. He wanted he he wanted us all to be brothers and sisters. Yeah. Truly, yeah. So, you know, and and you know, you you mentioned that the idea that um, that that both the oppressed and the oppressor are are victims, um, and I so perhaps his message is one of empowerment to empowerment for all because uh, to 
I'm not I'm not putting the words together well, very well right you know, now. But when you have oppressors and you have the oppressed, the whole world lives halfway in darkness. And mm-hmm. so even the oppressor lives in darkness and doesn't have the joy yeah. of living in a world where everyone is contributing and everyone is full out being their best self. Yeah. And so even though they feel like they're getting the better deal, and they really are, obviously, we're still so far below what we could be Yeah. if everyone had the same opportunity and chance to contribute and to be creative and to live the life of their dreams. Yeah. And so we're, when it's kind of like we talk about the topic of um, female empowerment mm-hmm. and the, and the bird of humanity, um, the two wings of a the bird, two wings yeah. of a bird. Yeah. If you think of it that way, if you've got one wing that's strong and one wing that's crippled, still the bird is going down. Yeah. It's going to fly in circles. And the, the bird of humanity does not rise that high when you have oppressors and oppressed and love the whole bird, mm-hmm. you know, love the part that is ignorant yeah. and impressing others. And, and that was his power. I mean, and um, it's so inspiring to be able to, to respect that today yeah. and to, you know, be inspired. To say, to say I have, because we all have dreams. We mm-hmm. we all have dreams, and and we we've been talking the last few weeks about the idea: what if it were possible? What if it were possible uh, for uh, for something that uh, uh, we we don't? Well, it, you know, the what if it were possible statement has to do with uh, you know, as as you know, because you know, I I learned it from you, is <laughs> the idea that uh, you know, what if it were possible to have this and that? Mm-hmm. You know, to have. Uh, a sense of uh, equality and a sense of uh, empowerment for mm-hmm. all, it, rather than uh, you know the, the, we we talk about uh, we just talked just a minute ago about the idea that uh, uh, you know both oppressor and oppressed are victims. Uh, what if it were possible for oppressor and oppressed to be empowered to not be to neither be victims? Yeah, and when I say that. I don't mean to discount the suffering that the person and the people who are being oppressed go through. Right. Because obviously, from a comparison standpoint, it's much different than the people in power that are do they, doing the oppressing. However, for, when, you, when you stand back and you look at it in the totality, you see how, since we're all connected and we truly are in this world, mm-hmm. when we hurt one another, we can't help but hurt ourselves in some way and what we've done is we've just held down humanity itself and made the world a worse place for our children and grandchildren and beyond so from that perspective we're all victims of an archaic thinking that's been passed down in some form for centuries Mm -hmm. somebody's always oppressed some other people the people in power have always held on to that power and not wanted to share it because they're very fearful themselves. So, um, yeah, we have a lot of work to do, but we've come so far. It's amazing when you think about how far we've come in the past 50 years, um, at least some people. (laughs) Well, you know, the, the, we all often have the, uh, uh, the, the, the phrase doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And the idea that you you can't 
you can't help every not not all of us are in a situation where you can help everybody you know if we can help one person mm-hmm. you know and i i don't know i think it might have been albert schweitzer who uh, who said something like if you're you know offer you know it, it's it's a great uh, to, uh, the, to to spend one one's uh, one's life in the service and, and of, of just one other person is a is a is a noble and wonderful thing to do, uh, and, you know. And, and he, he, I think he's credited as as being one of the great humanitarians, mm-hmm. and one of the significant figures of the of the twentieth century as well. Um, but it, Schweitzer had had something to say that uh, when we were talking before the show that you mentioned, Dr. Martin Luther King uh, had said something very similar. And I think you know you kind of wonder who who learned from who. Because Schweitzer died in '65, and he was 90 years old at that time. But the quote that I like from him and and, and used so often is um, is I don't know what your destiny will be, but I do know that the only ones among and found a way to serve others. Mm-hmm. And you, you were well. T- I was reading through this uh, article that I have that says it's 123 of the most powerful Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. quotes ever. And I was as I was reading it, and that's really why I'm a mess right now because just so just so powerful and so emotional. Uh, but throughout, there's the thread of service and humility. Your voice sounds is, really good for the tears that are streaming out of your face here. You know, well, so. I don't know that it's nothing good, but I, I'm just a mess. Yeah. This is crazy. But but the uh, the the, uh, the idea of, of of happiness that you, do you remember the, the well, quote about yeah, uh, about yeah. happiness. Uh, you know, in um, keep on talking while I talk. Just keep, I just keep going. Yeah. So um, the idea that happiness comes from service, and uh, we, you know, we've talked about that a lot, and I think. See, I, I have a lot of favorite quotes, a lot of most favorite well, quotes. Well, here's one. I'll read. Okay. This is not the one you were talking about. Okay, this is I, very I'll come one. back to one that I... This is, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. And that's what souls are, generated by love. So, you see what uh, I'm talking about? Yeah, so, they, <laughs> um, like so what, one of the, one of the, one of the uh, my most, oh, most favorite quotes. Okay, go back. You, you that's the one I was talking about. Uh, those who are not looking for happiness are the most likely to find it because those who are searching forget that the surest way to be happy is to seek happiness for others, and that's the idea of service to others. To seek happiness for others, to uh, and the surest way to find happiness is to seek seek happiness for others. I think that's a great quote from uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And this um, kind of speaks to what you were saying about doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Mm-hmm. It goes like this: If I cannot do great things, I can do small things in a great way. Yeah, I you know and 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 that's that's and help you know if you can't serve the entire world to serve one other person, doing good anywhere does good everywhere, and that and that is something that um, wow, it's it's a dream we have and we share, and so when we, when we say I have a dream, mm-hmm. um, what if it were possible? And I say what if it were possible? What if dreams came true? What what if it were possible? What would that mean to you? You know, and uh, ask ask people that question. Um, what is your dream? 
my yeah. dream. Yeah, what, yes. Dylan, yeah, yeah. What's your, well, what is your dream? Okay. At the highest level, and this may be something that's, you know, 500 years from now, but the highest level of my dream is for every human being to understand that we are part of one another, and that whatever we do affects the whole. Just like our right hand knows that you don't cut your left hand off because it's separate. Mm-hmm. And it's just as simple as that, because if we did, if we truly, truly knew that, everything that we complain about in life would cease to be a problem. We cannot, we cannot hurt someone else without doing harm to ourselves. And if we knew that, I mean, it was just yeah. like obvious, then the, the, it would change well, behavior but, wholesale. Okay, you know? so the, the, the flip side of that is, is, the, is the quote from uh, Martin Luther King Jr., where he said, uh, he said that the, the, the surest way to happiness is to seek happiness in others, because doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Helping mm-hmm. someone else really helps well, us. Do you yeah. remember that joke about how... I don't remember how the joke goes, but you probably do. <laughs> Where these um, people, you know, they die, they go to heaven, and uh, or they go to hell first. I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, oh, well, you're, yeah. you're really all over the place with this I joke. I know. Now, I was so. like, okay, so the whole the whole idea behind the joke is, okay, we'll do hell first. So they're, they're um, he's sitting at this feast. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know where he is. I, and, okay, yeah, um, I, I think I, I, yeah, think I know the story. And, yeah. and, and he's like, wow, this is hell. This is amazing. Like, look at this food. It's just everywhere. Yeah. And then um, People have, and then they uh, brought out the silverware, and, and you had to eat. The rule was you had to eat with the silverware, and yeah. the silverware was these giant forks three, that three, were like. Three-foot-long three, forks. Yeah, and they, exactly. And they were too, too big to. And, uh, and yeah. they're sitting here, and they're going, we can't do anything with these big forks because we can't feed ourselves. And so he asks Whoever, whoever, the devil or God Saint or Peter Saint moves Peter, people around, yeah. whoever it was, uh, you know, what's going on? It's like heaven, but you know, and, and uh, it says, well, what's it like, you know, in heaven? And he said, oh, it's the same thing, except they've learned to feed each other. Yep, yep. And then, you know, I, I, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a great visual. Mm-hmm. It's a great visual story. I don't think it's a joke, but, um, uh, you know, I, I remember telling that to somebody who says, well, why didn't they just choke up on the forks? <laughs> okay. There's probably some yeah, rules. There's got, I don't know, you got some rules, yeah. So anyway, um, that that seems a little bit off off the topic but today. You but know, it's you really the point out, is that until a person has experienced that joy of being of service, it's hard to explain it to anyone. And yeah. but then once you have, it's addictive. And and that, if we all got addicted to serving one another. Imagine. I mean, it really would could be heaven on earth. Yeah, heaven on earth. Yeah, I think yeah. that uh, that's a that's a great one there. So I'm, um, uh, you know, I tell you what, the the hour flies by when 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 we're having the conversation, even if we're not uh, absolutely on topic all the time. <laughs> but um, uh, we'll be back on the other side of the break to wrap things up today. Uh, so stick with us. We'll be back again on the other side of sixty seconds on Bravehearts Radio. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about dreams and the great dream of Martin Luther King Jr., and uh, in particular the uh, inspiration of the speech, I Have a Dream. Uh, connect with us on our sponsor website, that's braveheartsforkids.org and SpotlightHope.org, the uh, flagship service of Brave Hearts for Kids. Uh, email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org and be sure to connect with us on social media too. That's uh, Brave Hearts for Kids on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn and making great connections on LinkedIn for future shows and content and ideas and you know just doing good anywhere, doing good everywhere. Our guest today is uh, Sherry Sarver-Johnson. She's the mad scientist, mad for make a difference. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I just um, did a, a did a, a, had a had a book club event with uh, with some fellows um, that, uh, and, you know, uh, 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 Drago, that I, mm-hmm. um, uh, one of our, one of our best friends that uh, invited me to this club. And the reason that he invited me to the club was because um, uh, the first book that they were doing a study on was um, Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, Victor Frankl's mm-hmm. book, and um, uh, I and, and the reason that uh, uh, Drago invited me to the club was because a year ago I did uh, a series of speeches on Victor Frankl mm-hmm. and the idea that um, that the idea that he had mm-hmm. that the 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 greatest freedom that we have, the last freedom that we always retain, is the freedom to decide. How to dis, the freedom to choose how to respond mm-hmm. to any situation, and mm-hmm. particularly he talked about how to respond to his suffering mm-hmm. um, as a uh, as a uh, prisoner of war in um, prisoner of the uh, of the, the Holocaust mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, World War Two, and um, 
I remember the, the, in the speech, one of the things that I started out with was one of my most, most favorite quotes. And, and that was, um, uh, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Mm-hmm. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And that was uh, a quote from Dr. Martin Luther mm-hmm. King Jr., and I thought that it, that's one of my most, most favorite quotes because it's so visual to me. Mm-hmm. You know, darkness mm-hmm. cannot drive out darkness. Where, where, light, where light is, darkness cannot be. Yeah, yeah. Where love is, hate cannot be. And I think that's, that's the thing, you know, that's, um, uh, that's, that's, the, that's the key to um, the, the, the idea of equality and and ending the separateness and it's this uh this this other great quote from uh martin luther king jr uh people fail to get along because they fear each other Mm -hmm. and they fear each other because they don't know each other and they don't know each other because they've not communicated with each other and don't you Mm -hmm. find that the more you talk to people the smaller the world gets right and the more you meet people from different countries and you experience their cultures and just realize that at our core, we're all the same. I mean, just we're just human. You know, we have the same emotions. We have the same heart desires. We want to be loved. We want to have enough food to eat. Mm-hmm. We want to see a better life for the next generation. And all the rest of it is just cultural. It's how we go about it. It might be different, but those are our core desires. And we, you know, we want to be healthy and that sort of thing. And we're all just, we're just people. You know, well, we're, you know, we're all the same. You think of, I'm thinking of, you know, picturing Maslow's hierarchy. You know, you got uh, your air, food, and water, and mm-hmm. then safety, and then love and affection. You know, moving up the line, safety is something that's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty low on the on the hierarchy. You mm-hmm. know, but it's something that uh, most, uh, I think Maslow himself said that most most uh, American adults feel safe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's really true. And and for those who don't, it's it's you know it's certainly, uh, it's it's something that well it, many it, many people in America do not feel safe. Yeah. And the the crushing. We I mean I personally cannot relate to the, that level of feeling of not being safe. Yeah. But I can imagine that there would be little room left to reach for anything higher yeah just to, you know if you're if you're constantly in that fire deal, flight dealing, dealing mode with, of of checking safety. to see if yeah, you're safe, see if you're safe. Yeah. and just i mean it's just such a marvelous thing that that i'm sure i take for granted most of the time is the feeling that you know i don't have to be paying attention to that and then you have extra energy to yeah. be thinking about a dream or yeah. something greater than what you're experiencing. And that's one of the things that, you know, we, we're going to need to, to work on together is well, to, to reach a point where we all feel not a, safe. Even if there's not a sense of safety, uh, for a physical harm, you know, there's a, there's the safety of, of, you know, do, do, do the kids have enough to eat? Exactly. You know, that kind of thing. Are that's, we gonna be that's, able that's part to, of that same safety. To, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, and, and it's crushing, crushing for many, many people. Well, I think of it as as an, a level of of awareness of abundance, mm-hmm. and so it's a, it's something that um, 
you know, what if it were possible for all people to be empowered, to feel empowered, to uh, to be to to have that that safety and to mm-hmm. to understand mm-hmm. that uh, and to you know and to believe and to know. And I've always thought that if you've never had a thought or you've never had a thought of a possibility in your world, it can exist because you haven't thought of it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the, our our biggest challenges is to help each other expand our minds to the possibility. Mm-hmm whatever it might be to reach the next rung, you know, if, if, if we're stuck in a situation where we're not safe, we don't have enough eat, how do we help each other uh, reach the next level? Yeah. And that really kind of speaks back to the mad scientists is the make a difference thing is, is I believe that, that um, there's always a way to make a difference mm-hmm. from point A to point B and, and being willing to be open to the question, you know, what if it were possible is the first step and uh, not, you know, otherwise we're locked into the past to just repeat it. Yeah. What if it were possible for for people to be willing to, uh, for all people to be willing to get to know each other, to Mm -hmm. understand, you know, to to overcome fear Mm -hmm. by that. See, I, you know, I grew up, I I grew up so privileged. I mean, not just, uh, not just growing up as a, as a, as a white kid in uh, North Dakota with parents that uh, valued education and, you know, in a small town and all, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things to be, uh, uh, to, to say that, that I grew up with a lot, a lot of privilege, but you know, even more than that, um, you know, my dad being the geography teacher and, and all of the students from around the world that came to our town, came to the college where he was a teacher, and they came through us as the host family. So I got to know people from all over the world mm-hmm. by the time I was out of high school, and so there was a there was a, a di- really different perspective. And you know that I, I I look back on that and I think that was one of the greatest privileges that I was ever you know ever uh, mm-hmm. uh, exposed to. Yeah, all of the different absolutely. things and all what, of these different what, people that uh, it's you know. amazing. Yeah. Because then your your whole worldview is 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 open to. to it's not, it's not yeah, us. It, it's not us and them. It's it, us. Exactly. And it's all us. Um, I th- I think that probably the most damaging belief is not. Not necessarily, we're going back to the oppressor and the oppressed. Mm-hmm. What gets handed down is uh, is something that, I'll just speak as a woman, uh, you know, the, if we buy into, as as the party that's reaching for more or, or wanting equality, if we buy into the, the stereotypes that the status quo mm-hmm. ourselves... It's the most dangerous thing. So we have to, even if the world doesn't believe we're capable, mm-hmm. even if the world doesn't see our qualities, it starts with us. We have to believe it first. Yeah. And uh, that's where the empowerment comes from. And that's the hardest thing. It's the hard part is when the world doesn't match the, you know, when yeah. we, you know, but it, it, we can't change. We can't wait for the world to change. Otherwise, we're not empowered. We have yeah. to wait. We can't wait for that. We have to act now and be the first, you know, be the one to believe that more to, is possible. You know, I mean, in Martin Luther King uh, uh, Day, but uh, a lot of his uh, ideas were 
uh, inspired by Gandhi and you know mm-hmm. the, the the great most most favorite quote of Gandhi, you know, be the change you mm-hmm. want to see mm-hmm. in the world, and that's a that's a great idea. Be mm-hmm. the change. Be mm-hmm. you know, and it's like when we say it's great to believe, it's even better to know, but it's even it's way better just to to be. Mm-hmm. It's the pinnacle of um, of of it beyond knowing. It's it's being. You know, be the change you want to see in the world. So, uh, man, the time really I flies. I was in. hoping you would read that uh, quote about the light. Do you have it? Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. There's, hate cannot drive out hate. Only yeah. love can it's do that. It's such a cool visual because yeah. we kind of think like the darkness has its own power and is going to invade the light. But when you think about it, if you're light... The only way that can happen is if you shrink. Yeah. But I, if you're willing to expand into the darkness. It might be a Martin Luther King yeah. quote, too, that he said, uh, if you're facing the light, you cannot see the shadows. Oh, and that's so very good. that's yeah. that's something, too, that, uh, you know, the um, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot mm-hmm. drive out hate. Only love can do that. So we've been talking today about dreams and the great inspirational speech of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I have a dream here on Bravehearts Radio on the flagship Variety Channel on voiceamerica.com and we are the leader in live internet talk radio. See, remember to check out our Bravehearts for Kids uh, website, uh, braveheartsforkids.org. Follow and like us on Facebook and also email me at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Please plan to join us every Monday at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. Next week, we will be talking about connecting the world. And we'll have as our special guests, uh, Suzanne and Mark Gibson. Suzanne is a governor with Rotary International. And the Rotary theme is uh, Rotary Connecting the World. Wow, so, that sounds like it's going to be a good yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's going to be a great talk. Um, the, you know, one of the things that they, uh, that is a big thing for Rotary is the same, the same thing mm-hmm. we talk about, uh, clean water everywhere. So uh, we'll get into that because doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. We'll see you again next week. Until then be well thanks again for joining us this week for brave hearts radio be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host brian reinbold the show can be heard every monday at 1 p.m pacific time and 4 p.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel we'll talk again next time